Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Molly. Did you know that you can actually fundraise your way into the Boston Marathon? That's true. If you raise money for one of the Boston Marathon's preferred charities, like 261 Fearless, an organization that helps women become leaders in their communities, then you can join those charities' teams and run the Boston Marathon. And that's exactly what the entire second season of the Fun Run is all about. Molly has had the dream her entire life of running the Boston Marathon. In addition, she wants to help lift women worldwide. And this is the way that we're going to do this. So Molly, how can people help? Well, visit our website, rmradiopodcast.com, and check out the Support Us link. There you'll find three different ways you can support us in getting me to the Boston Marathon. The first one is our GoFundMe page, where you can directly donate to the organization. The second is our Patreon page where you can donate and get possibly some cool swag, definitely some cool swag. And you can also visit our Spreadshirt store where you can buy merchandise, the proceeds from which will also go to support the 261 Fearless cause. That's so awesome. Every single dollar of proceeds that we receive from any of these three methods will go directly to the 261 Fearless program and will also help get Molly to the Boston Marathon. So every dollar donated makes a big difference. Learn more about 261 Fearless also on our Support Us page by clicking the link at the bottom. So visit rmradiopodcast.com today and find out how you can help. Thank you. Thank you. So I was told I had to do the intro and then Ryan had to count me in. Remember the movie Wayne's World where (laughs) Wayne and Garth do the thing where they're like five, four, three, two, one. And then they like go quiet on two and one. My God, I used to watch that part of that movie over and over again because I thought it was so funny. I ask you to do one intro. Yeah. And you immediately start out by throwing me under the bus. Well, and also doing a real crap job at it, too. I thought it was fine. That's how the kids do chores around here. They're like, maybe if I do a really bad job at chores, they'll stop asking me to do chores. I just always feel like I'm like, like, hey, everybody. And I don't know. I just thought it'd be nice to have... I thought it'd be nice to have you do it for a change. You keep putting your feet on my chair. Because I don't know where else to put them. How Would you like me to hold them? I would love for you to hold them. Tough. Oh, yeah. I got really excited. Yeah. But you put your feet on my chair and then it pushes me outward. I hate so, when people push on my swivel chair. So I'm leaning out and then oh I'm, I'm demonstrating for you. So then go. I have to like lean back so that my sultry voice can be heard on the microphone. So... In the first episode of this season, yeah, um, one of your five running low light highlights was that you threw your shoes in the garbage can. <laughs> you said that right as I took a drink, and it about came out my nose. So yeah, I threw my shoes in the garbage because my shoes, I felt, had acquired bad mojo. And so it made perfect sense to me at the time. I even had this whole serious conversation with Molly about it. I'm like, listen, these shoes... They got the bad mojo. Well, no. He said to me, because I I don't, I believe, I have crystals around the house, strategically. Yeah. I love, You've saged our house. I've saged our house multiple times. Right. Um, Because you got to make sure the energies are balanced. Right. Um, And I, for some people, I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. I do it ironically. Dear listeners, I do not do it ironically. I believe that energies are real. They are. And they affect us and you've convinced me yeah and so ryan asks me he's like i have to ask you a serious question and i'm like okay can shoes have bad mojo i said do you think shoes can have bad mojo and i was like of course i do (laughs) like why are you asking me this question that has an obvious answer that may have been your verbatim answer yeah because i was was almost i was like why are you wasting my time you were like incensed (laughs) that i had even asked this was like seven months ago and then i might have offered to sage them yeah I don't but know, but they went right in the garbage. He did. And then I took him out of the garbage and I hid him in the trunk of the car because I didn't want to bring him back into the house. Because once you have banished bad energy from your life, you don't want your like stupid girlfriend at the time. I don't think we were married yet. We were married. It were was we? six months ago. Whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like how in the world of our lives, 
if a guy forgets an anniversary, it's like, hang him in the streets. But you don't even know we were married six months ago, and it's like, eh. Whatever. Eh. He doesn't want to be faced with, like, like, no, I'm sorry, you've made the wrong decision about your mojo shoes. Well, especially after you told me, after you were all incensed that I had even asked, if it was possible for shoes to have bad of mojo. Of course they have bad For energy. me to then want to banish them, and then for you to be like, nah. But here's the thing. When something has bad energy, you have to be really careful about how you dispose of it. So you can't just like... like the garbage we- seemed like a pretty reasonable solution to me. Uh, no. You gotta let that energy go in a way that's respectful. Okay. Like with Ouija boards. The bad energy didn't feel super respectful. Uh, that's the problem with bad energy. So anyway, I retrieved the shoes from the garbage can. I put them in the trunk of the car because that seemed like the place to put them. And it wasn't until probably a month later that I told you I had done this. Yeah. Because you were talking about needing shoes or something. I don't even remember. Yeah. And <laughs> the first thing he said to me was, well, do they have food on them? <laughs> well, because I threw them right in the trash. No bag. Just I like didn't. In, in the trash can outside. Straight up in there. Yeah. Like right in there. So they could have been inter- intertwined with God knows what. Old so, spaghetti. Yep. So we don't eat a lot of spaghetti, but that's immediately it was what the you grossest of, food. Right? It was the gro- right? it was the grossest <laughs> trash food I could think of. Goopiest. And plus, in every movie or TV show I have ever seen, when someone has to take something out of the trash can, is there it? is spaghetti on it. <laughs> and I'm just now realizing yep. this. Yep. It's like how when a truck, a semi truck, drives by in a movie, if it doesn't make if it doesn't make that sound, did it ever really drive by? I frightened the dog. I, I think. know. He was like, "The hell!" <laughs> like, why is there a semi truck down here? Right. But no, every time in a movie, yeah, if you if you listen on a movie or TV show, every time a truck goes by, a semi-truck, it's always like, or, like or it didn't happen. Does he not like that noise? No, he keeps looking up at you. Oh, God, he, I'm sorry, buddy. Well, he's looking at me like, I am trying to sleep. How dare you? What the hell are you doing? So the theme of today's podcast is, can my shoes have bad mojo and other running maladies? Yes. Other issues. Yes. And then how we... How we comfort ourselves. How we copy with them. When running is less than ideal. Just to be clear, I, I know the word is pronounced cope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want the dear listeners to be confused. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's a moron. Also, if you haven't figured that out by now, <laughs> that's on what, you. What are you doing? That's on you, friend. Um, Our dog has joined the podcast. So, yes. I made the semi-truck noise. And now he's he, all... He was upset by it, and now he's over now here. Now he's a part of this. He's like, you guys are talking... You seem to be talking to each other. My dog brain doesn't understand what's happening. You so looked at me. I will lick your legs and require petting. And then try to get under the table. Yes. <laughs> now he's staring at the door. <laughs> he's like, things are happening. I require pets. So one of the running maladies that I would like to talk about. Yes. Should we unpack shoes with bad mojo anymore? Um, so I have the shoes still. Yes. I never you're... ran in them again. Oh, I did run in them again. You did, but now they're your walking shoes. I, I did run in them again um, very briefly. Um, mm-hmm. Decided that the shoes did perhaps not have bad mojo, although I didn't love my runs in them. No. So I got new shoes. As you know, as a, as a listener of this podcast, I am a Saucony man. Um, and so these were Saucony Guide 13s. Yes. And so I'm now running in the Guide 14. Now, I typically will wear a lot of a pair of shoes. For example, a pair of shoe. <laughs> pair of shoes. Every col- color. You'll get- I, have a, I have a college education. It's fine. Several. Right. So the um, I have the, um, I will wear like the Guide ISO 2. I had like four of those. Yeah, I'll yeah. go through. I, I typically, and it, there, there, there are very few exceptions. Like the guide ISO, I didn't wear a lot of. No, that wasn't like very that. popular. It, it was, it was a in, different fit. In our house. Um, but the guide thirteen. So I decided bad mojo guide thirteen, perhaps. And I have the guide fourteen. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, it's a cool color. Getting too. some miles on it. It's yeah. like this buttery canary yellow. Saucony's got this thing where they're like, we are gonna make bitchin' colors in every shoe we make. Except the guide, Ryan. Which rules for me because I wear Kinvaras. Oh my god, the Kinvaras are awesome. The, the endorphins are awesome. Yep. Like the, every shoe they make is just sweet with colors. 
except the guide, it's like dark gray, dark blue, deal with it. And it's like, seriously? <laughs> like, I have been a loyal customer. Why can't I? Like, they put out these really cool 4th of July shoes just recently. And they've got in like five, or I think five different shoe types, they've got these really awesome, like patriotic, red, white, and blue schemes. And I was like, the first thing I did was like, oh my God, I have to have these. And I go to the website. Nope. But I, I can get some dark gray guides, so that's exciting. Sweet. Or, you know, like black with like the white sole, because that looks good. I'm just saying, Saucony, come on. People wear guides too. I will buy them. That's reason enough to make an entire run of shoe in a color scheme. I Yeah, I agree. So let's get the word out. All the fun run listeners. I know we've been talking a lot about getting Molly to Boston. New goal, get Saucony <laughs> to make a sweet pair of shoes that I can buy. I would love it. So the guide 14s have been mojo-less or bad mojo-less. So pro-mojo. Pro-mojo, pro-jo, yo-jo, G-I-jo. Flo-jo? And knowing is half the battle. Flo-jo. Mm-hmm. She was on the Olympic trials the other day. Not running, obviously. The Olympic that trials would be something. were so fun to watch. Yes. And I don't know quite how we're going to discuss it on the front run, but we will be talking about Shakari Richardson. I I don't know that I'm prepared to discuss it yet. Um, I have some feelings. I love Shikari. Um, I know that there are the rules of rules crowd out there. Uh, Michael Phelps. So anyway, let's talk about other maladies. Okay. See what I did there with Michael Phelps because he did the same thing. My major malady right now. So it is the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. And if you have never been in Ohio in the middle of the summer, let me set let me set some expectations Paint for you. Paint a word picture, Molly. I will. So, have you ever been with someone who has hot, stinky breath? Um, and then, have you ever stepped inside of their mouth and just strolled around in you, their... It's a good thing you kept talking, because you really set me up there when you were like, have hot, you ever been with someone who's got a hot, stinky breath? Hot, stinky, wet mouth. Yeah. That's what it feels like in Ohio in the summer. Just walking around like inside a hot, stinky mouth. you're wandering around in someone's hot, wet mouth breath. Not unlike you, Rocky. He's looking at me like you're talking about me, aren't you? Yeah. So, Ohio (laughs) is like a hot dog breath mouth of humidity and misery in the summer. You go outside and you're instantly wet. Yeah. The air keeps touching you and it won't stop. It's like a nasty hug. Yeah. Like Like a wool blanket that's been put in a microwave and then wrapped around your body and it's also still hot out. Yes. It's hot, it's gross, it's humid. Yeah. And sometimes buggy. So it causes it causes what problem, Molly? Chafing. Where do you experience chafing? Where don't I experience chafing? You are literally riddled with chafe right now. Lately, it's been rough. Because you are training. I am. So typically the place where I get train training, where I get chafing. <laughs> where do you get your training most seriously? Is, um, weirdly enough, in my armpits. I have this weird situation, and I'm going to get a little, like, personal here where the like side boob rubs against my armpit skin so it's not even a situation of my clothing rubbing against my skin it's my skin rubbing against my skin yes which if you ever want to feel super gross imagine your skin rubbing against your skin to the extent where it chafes it almost blisters and blisters um so i'll have to finish i hope you're not eating right now (laughs) I'll have to finish my long run sort of like doing a chicken wing thing where my elbows are up so that whatever poultry breeze might be coming through the hot dog breath mouth of summer. Did you mean to say poultry breeze and you said poultry breeze? I didn't, but that's clever. I think you did say poultry breeze. We'll that's have to go back and listen. It's a little Freudian slip there because I was talking funny. about my chicken wing That is posture. hilarious. Anyway. So you're waiting for the poultry breeze. Yes. Imagine how bad that would smell. Oh, bunch of chicken byproduct blown mm-hmm. in your face. Mm-hmm. You ever read the package on chicken? <laughs> and it says mechanically separated chickens, and it just makes you think, dear God, because you you can't help but picture the alive chicken. No, and then immediately like wandered into the thing, like, hey guys, what's up? It's the like, chicken's a turkey in my story. It's like, have you ever read The Jungle by Upton Sinclair? I have. That's all I can think about when I see <laughs> phrases like that. It's like, oh. you know what? That book's a good time. No, it's. That's a so good be- that's a good bedtime story for the kids. Ugh. How did everyone not die before that book was published? Oh my god. 
And it was another number of years before any, like, sweeping changes were made. I know. So, I have chafing in the underarms, which is unfortunate. Right. And I put the body glide on, but it sweats right off of me. You know what product is, like, sounds nasty but isn't? Body glide. Body glide. No, it's Like, if you tell someone, oh, I just picked up some body glide, they're going to be like, what weird sex thing are you doing? It's like, what? No, it's for my, like, inner thigh, you jack. And then they're like, again, sex thing? Because you just said inner thigh. Like, no, it's body glide. It keeps my body from destroying my body. Like, leave me alone. So the last time I did a long run, which was on Sunday, it was my 10-mile run. Mm -hmm. 10-mile run. Which I haven't done that in a long time. And by the time I got home, I had chafing in my underarms. Mm-hmm. I had chafing in my under boobs yep. from my sports bra. Yeah. I had chafing in my over boob mm-hmm. from my sports bra. Now, what part is the over boob? So there's this little tiny seam that is meant to sit between your boob and like in your boobs, in your cleavage. But for me... This is in your bra. Yes. Okay, that wasn't clear. For me, because... For me, anyway. Um, I'm not symmetrical, which most women aren't. Most people aren't. Um, mine actually rests to one side and chews up my chest mm-hmm. a little bit. The seam does. Yeah. So I had chafing Gosh, there. that sounds horrible. I had chafing on my inner thighs and I had chafing on my butt. Yeah. Everything was chafed. Yep. So you basically need to just take a bath and body glide. Pretty much. Before you go running next time. So I got done i got in the shower and had that moment where the water hits everything and you're just like ah! and it makes you want to punch a hole in the bathroom wall yeah. it's like you're silent screaming yeah forever i have been there my god well especially when you don't realize you have chafing someplace no, that's how i discovered some of the chafing and then so what happens to me is i will every once in a while get like nipple chafing yeah you know what i mean yep. like i don't know what it is it's just certain shirts i it's it, shirt and certs i wear <laughs> It's certain shirts will, and just like one or the other, it's not always the same. Weird. It's not both of them. It's just whatever, like. Bodies, bodies are asymmetrical. They are. Well, that sleeveless black shirt I've been wearing, that that was my, that's my Todd Durkin inspired shirt. Um, Because I think I could, I think I should wear sleeveless shirts now. I'll be honest with you. Here's what happened. I got sick of being hot. And I know I'm not the kind of person, like, you're never going to look at me and be like, there is a guy who should 100% be wearing a sleeveless shirt. I don't care. It's freaking hot. It's not like I'm wearing them to the grocery <laughs> store where people have to look at like my armpit hair and everything else. It's like, number one, I'm not a very hairy person. Um, I have blonde hair, so I have blonde hair on my body. So why? I... <laughs> I'm just letting you Will go. You please, for the love of God, like get in I here. I watched it start to happen where you were just Jeez. like, I can't stop talking. So anyway, I'm wearing sleeveless shirts. I'm talking about my body hair and I can't stop. <laughs> just, just while I work out, I wear the sleeveless shirt. Oh my god, it is, and now I'm dead, and I hope you're happy. I'm dead, and it's your fault. <laughs> Literally, everyone has tuned out because we like we're gonna see the the gra- the stats on this, and we're gonna see a, a, a cataclysmic <laughs> drop right at blonde body hair. Man, <laughs> I why all you had to do was be like, dude, shut up. I don't know, but that's my new favorite girl punk band, <laughs> blonde body hair. Oh, that's terrible. So I get out of the shower and my entire body is on fire. Yes. And so I found, um, I have this, like, I guess it's lotion, but it's, it's lanolin based, Mm -hmm. which again, personal, if anyone has ever breastfed, lanolin is what you use when you have chafing. And so I just basically covered everything in lanolin (laughs) and hoped for the best. Right. Did it work? (laughs) More or less. Yeah. That's... So, once chafing starts, it's a slippery slope. Oh, you slow. can't. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's like once it starts in a race or a long run, you're like, well, this is my life now. Because you can't, <laughs> yeah. even if you stopped and, and, and put body glide on. It doesn't matter. You're going to sweat it off. Yeah, it, 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 at that point, it's got to, it's like suntan lotion. It's got to sit for a minute. Yeah. Um, and in the conversation I was having with myself where it started, I started talking about nipples and it was downhill from there. <laughs> body glide. I that nipple was the top of the I hill. Know, right? That, that, was the, that was the highlight. <laughs> Sweet God. So... I'll I'll glide if I if it's a certain there, there's this one shirt that I used to love yeah but it caused great consternation because I would know I'm like I'm gonna get the nipple chafes on my one is that the one you wore for flying pig where no so that, that was alarming I andied myself from the office <laughs> on that did. one I took my so flying pig w- was in May and but it was like cool in the morning but yeah. it got warmer and so I wore I had this really comfortable running shirt. 
And so I wore it under a thin long sleeve shirt. If you go to the our, our Instagram, which is at RM Radio now, you'll see I have this like Columbus half marathon shirt yeah. and I wear it a lot. Uh, not so much anymore, but uh, because I wore it so much. And I wore it a lot for races. It was really a nice shirt, a very comfortable shirt to run in. So I ran a half marathon after running like a bunch of races the, the days prior. And so the half marathon was actually the fourth race in a three-day period. And I finished that race. And I'm sure we talked about this in our we did. in our yeah. pig breakdown. But I had a beer because I'm an idiot. Because they had it. They are like, here, you finished a half marathon. Have and a beer. And it was Michelob Ultra, and here's pizza. Like and I'm our like, favorite well, beer. This seems like a good idea. So I ate the pizza, drank the beer, and then I, I like basically crapped myself to death. And, <laughs> and we got up to the hotel room. This is like a little bit later. And I take that overshirt off. And I'm literally, my chest is bloody. Yep. At, at the nip area and we have a great picture of it i don't i'm, I'm scared like to post it joyfully pointing at I'm your like, nips. What the hell? and bloody nips that has yep. never happened to me before like or since rite of passage it was gross and i didn't like it and when yeah. i came home and or when, and after in the hotel room when i took that shirt off and got in the shower it was like something was stabbing me in the nipples with hot needles Ugh. and i i did i had that reaction where it's like it's like when you hit your head or you bite your lip yeah, where and you're just instantly where you're like Hulk level angry, <laughs> and could literally rip a car in half, and it's just it's like you ever have that where you bite your lip? Oh yeah, and then five minutes later it, you bite it again. I did it the other day in the car. I was Ugh. driving home, and I was just when I'm in the car, I like to chew gum. I just go chomping away on gum. Yeah. I don't know why. It's Generally, gum. how people do it, but yeah. But I chomped down on my own lip, and. <laughs> so angry yeah enough that it bled like it was rough so you're basically eating your own face at that point yeah <laughs> but anyway my most recent running melody is that it's hot like a dog mouth and i chafe dog mouth and bloody nipples chafe like crazy what are some other running maladies that you have encountered um so relating back this is something that was happening early in my training journey where first of all i had some shoes that was that were not the best but I would go for a run, and because I had put on my COVID-15, my feet hurt so bad. I would go on a long run. I wasn't used to doing a long run, and I was carrying a little extra weight. And so my arches were just aching so badly, so, so badly. And then I had another run where I transitioned from um, dirt trail to pavement in trail shoes, and my calf seized up. And so I was sitting on the rails to trails trying to like pound the calf muscle out. Mm -hmm. And this is not so much a malady as it is an annoyance. But there was this woman who was loud talking into her phone walking towards me on the trail. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it's just a cramp. And then she proceeds to lecture me on how I need to drink more water and like take better care of myself. And I just wanted to be like, well who are you and shut up <laughs> leave me alone boomers gonna boom i'm telling you that is my brother coined that phrase and it's genius boomers gotta boom man it's so apt but that's not the end of the story with this lady oh my god so then i had to she kept walking in the other direction and i turned around to come back because i was no more no more good like it was a serious cramp and i had twinged my calf muscle and i didn't want to like it hurt and so I get back to within range of my car and I can hear her loud talking into her phone coming up behind me. I'm like, ah, crap. She's going to think we have this like connection now. She's going to. You're like, friends now. We're friends, right? We're not friends. Because she, she spoke, to, she, she lectured you yes. in the way that only boomers can do. Yes. And so she gets off the phone after she passes me and then proceeds to start lecturing me again about how I need to drink more water and she's worried about my calf muscle and at that point like I was pretty rude to her and I don't even feel <laughs> to this day I don't feel bad I remember you telling me the story at the day it happened and you were just like I don't even feel bad I didn't I don't <laughs> care because <laughs> like <laughs> who does she think she is and telling see, me how to take care of like Oh, I was so mad. Therein lies the difference between you and me. I would have, like, figured out where she lived. Like, gone to her house to apologize. No. But, like, I'm really sorry. 
that I was that was rude to you no. on the trail. I bet when people are listening to that, they when I started like I'm gonna get her address, they're like, oh my god, he's a crazy person. But no, it's to go apologize. No, to send a fruit basket. So you are right. I am a crazy person, but not in the murdery way. No, I even took a picture of her as I was like walking on the trail, and I sent it to him, and I was like, <laughs> "You're like this, this lady, you know what? <laughs> I cannot handle her and all of her quote." advice well right because sometimes in life when you're dealing with something that's frustrating the last thing you want is for someone to come along and offer up helpful advice we've all done it we've all done that where we've been the person who gives the advice when it's not warranted or wanted or appreciated and we've all been the person who's gotten that advice and it is yeah it's it's infuriating i'm pretty careful about it because i generally assume that other people's business is none of mine so, so what you said you're better than everybody. I thought that was like I don't have to say it out loud. I, that was <laughs> I yawned in the middle of that question. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "That's how I yawn." By the way, we go to bed at night. I'm just like, <laughs> "I'm so angry about it that I'm like looking up the text exchange." I wonder what you were doing. <laughs> so what are what are some let's let's keep going here. What are some other what are some other running maladies? So for me, no. Just let me read this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I texted Ryan. I was like, yeah, I had a calf thing. I sat down. I massage it. I think I just need to drink a ton of water and ice it. Maybe foam roll. Some old bitty was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, just a cramp. And she was like, you need to drink more water and stretch. And in my mind, I punched her in the face. It felt good imagining punching her in the face. <laughs> and then a little bit later, she caught up to me. And now she's lecturing me about my shoes and eating bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was rude. I don't even care. It's like, don't you want to ask her that moment? I'm sorry. Do you have a banana? <laughs> right. Then what are you doing? I said I took one earbud out and said I'm listening to something. I can't hear you, and then put it back in, <laughs> and she kept talking. That is the thing. People will do that. Like when you got the <laughs> headphones in. Headphones are the universal symbol for leave me alone. For like a shh. Or I'm not interested in having a conversation. But why do people always want to talk to you when, she you, didn't got, care. when you got the earbuds in? She kept talking. She watched me take the earbud out, go, I'm listening to something, put it back in, and did not care. It's crazy. And at that point, she, it crossed over. At that point, she's the asshole. You think so? Yes. Okay. I like your theory. I just care way too much about what people think of me. To, I can't ever be that person. I can't. It gets to a point. Like the when I got in the guy's face at the soccer game. That was oh you did because I was defending your honor. You didn't get in his face. You politely suggested that maybe he not like. I wasn't that polite about it. Scream and freak out at a seven-year-old soccer game. (laughs) I cannot handle youth sports parents. I've decided. So I've coached a lot of seasons, and it's fine when I'm out there and I can't hear them. Yeah. But you coached this year. I did coach. You coached our seven-year-old team. And I had to sit there on the sidelines and listen to all these jack wagons talk about they all could do it better. They all know everything. And the last game of the season, I'd had enough. Yeah. And I kindly approached the father, or whoever this guy was, and I was like, hey, man. Hey. That's my wife. So why don't you shut the you know what up? You um, didn't. I didn't say it like that. No, I wouldn't swear at a child's no, soccer game. From what you described, you, I did advise him that you since were he firm but very like polite. I did advise that since he since he knows so much more about soccer than everyone else, that he should really read those emails the league sends out begging for volunteers to coach. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. These people all sit on the sidelines. They got all these thoughts. They're all the experts. They can all do it better. But yeah, when that email comes around, like, hey, we're looking for volunteers, crickets, 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 yeah. because it's easier to sit on the sidelines and criticize my wife. So, no, I'm not like Mr. Macho, but man, that it did it. it I'd had enough. It tweaked your diddle. I talked loudly at several parents this season. And finally, that was like, I was like, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go. I got to say something to this guy, because if I don't, I will not be able to sleep for two weeks because... I, I just, he wasn't even saying anything that bad. I was just like, it was the culmination of things. Yeah. And I'd had it. I was done. Well, and it's like, they're seven. That's the thing. And I asked him, because he's like, well, he's like, he's like, man, I know. He's like, he's like, there's peace, man. There's peace. I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying to me at this point, but just shut up. And he was like, I coach, I know. I'm like, have you ever coached seven-year-olds? And he's like, well, I mean, I've, I've coached 10-year-olds. I'm like, it's totally different. 
Ten-year-olds know it's how to... totally different. Guys, ten-year-olds typically know how to tie their shoes. You know, I've coached seven-year-olds and I've coached ten-year-olds, and I can tell you it's different. I spent more time tying shoes this season. <laughs> Gosh, it's like... And like you said, it, it's soccer. They're seven. Your kid isn't going pro. No. And it's like he's all concerned. The parents who are the most concerned about this kind of stuff always have the worst kid on the team. You ever notice that? All the kids were... It's like... We're It's little kids soccer. Like... I'm sorry, your kid's not going to be the next Alexi Lawless, you know? You know what their favorite favorite thing to do was? I had them do a stretch where we would do arms out and then hug yourself. So we'd do, I love the world, I love myself, and then we'd wiggle our elbows and go, tweet, 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 I love the birds. And that See, was, that's what they cared about. And, you know, the parents probably <laughs> hated that. I don't care. They were like, I want my kid to have a knife and stab someone if he, like, gets in his way. <laughs> it's like, God forbid, God forbid the children go out there have a good time, learn a little bit about the game of soccer, and, and want to come play, come play the next season. And hear about the things that they did well. That's what I, I always told parents that when I coach. I'm like, listen, we may not win every game. We might not win any games. My goal is that your kid enjoys the game of soccer or whatever. We're, I coach softball, soccer, whatever. Yeah. Like, I want your child to enjoy this game, learn how to play it a little bit better, and they, I want them to want to come back next year. I want them to be excited to play yes. soccer next year. If I if they are excited, I don't care if they're any good. Who cares? None of us are any I played a lot of soccer. I was never any good. It's like Oh, me neither. Just like I want them to want to play. But I'll tell you what, that is a running malady that I have developed from I would say a lot of years of rough youth sports. Yeah. Is never feeling good enough, never feeling like I'm doing enough, and that mentality of Run through the pain. Just work through the pain. That's dumb. Do it anyway. Be the best. That's dumb. And it's like, I remember when I got to whatever age, I probably college, and looked around and was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be the best. Mm-hmm. How liberating is that? Yeah. I can just be myself. Well, and we spent a whole lot of time telling people, raise your hand if you have questions. If you don't understand something, let someone know. And then other people in their lives are like, you know, you be the best, kill, 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 you know, push through the pain. It's like, no, if something is painful, that's your, your body. Your body's telling you stop. It's your body communicating to you that you need to address it. And it yeah. doesn't, does it mean you have to sit on the sidelines for six weeks? No, not necessarily, but it might, but also address it before it gets worse. I just, I don't understand that mentality of just like, it's stupid to me. And no. I, you know, no offense to, I guess I can't say it's stupid and then say no offense, but you know, if that's your jam, fine, but and I think the running community is really good about this, I think. Yes. And it's something that, like, we even talked about it today, where I'm not running this this race that's coming up for... Ooh, I just burped. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, you did. That was a I'm good so one. I'm sorry. That was like a triple breather. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> I tried to blow it off to the side. And I was like, no, don't play that off. You got to acknowledge that. You blew that. it right in the microphone. You got to own that. That is going to be audible, and I'm not cutting it out. Good. Um, I'm all about being real. We had the conversation. I'm all about not knowing how to cut stuff out. So <laughs> Today while we were running, we, you said to me, so you know on your medal where they put your pace? And I had this moment where I was like, yeah, wait. Well, you, no? were, getting all upset. you were getting upset because <laughs> we ran together today, which we don't get to do very often. And, I, you know, I'm a little bit faster than you. And so you were falling back a little bit. We were holding pace. I was huffing. We sort of met in the middle. We, we met between our... Yeah. Between our paces. So we were like a, a little bit faster than you normally go, a little bit slower than I normally go. Um, now, to be fair, you had just run 10 miles on Sunday. Well, I ran three. So it's like you're you're doing you're doing much more work than I am on the on, on the running front. But so we were doing a three mile run today and you were starting to feel down. You were yeah. like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm 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 scared. I'm, I'm scared. feeling you know, clunky when I run and I'm feeling not great, which is not the experience you were telling me like after you actually ran the 10 miles, I, I, you know, I'm very interested. I'm like, how did it go? And you're like, oh, I felt good. This maybe wasn't great or this, but overall it was a really good run. Yeah. But then today, because you didn't feel awesome today, it became, oh, I always feel clunky. The long runs are so difficult, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so we, we, you have goals for this race and the goals are? To finish. <laughs> and? To feel good about finishing. Right. To listen to my body. And what's your goal pace? Um, I don't have one. Exactly. I'm doing a trail race, so it's up in the air. Yep. Trail races are brutal. I've done one trail race. It was a 10K. Never again. They're rough. Molly is so much tougher than I am. I, I love trail races. I was miserable the whole time. Um, I, They're hard. I, I got 
I usually fall down a few times. I got stuck between people and I couldn't get around them because it was like there's only enough room. Yeah. And I, I didn't like that. So I, I just, it wasn't really for me. I'm a road racer. I, I, I like to run trails just for yeah. fun, but I did not enjoy the trail race experience as much as I might have. But Mia Molly loves it and she's good at it. And, you know, she's having a really successful training, but I felt like it was maybe my responsibility today to remind her like, hey, you've been telling me that this is going really well. Don't beat yourself up over one run. And then she was started in on how, oh, she's slow. And that's when I said, like, the yeah. thing, like, hey, you know that part of your metal where they put your pace on it? And she did. She went, yeah. And then I had this moment where I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, they don't do that. They don't do that. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm, I'm a moron. <laughs> Some races offer that, but that's like an extra thing. You got to pay for it. Yeah, that. I don't want that. But it's like your metal is no different than anybody else's metal. And so, you know, the the fact that you did a thing, it, it the thing about running is it's such a personal adventure. Mm-hmm. And it, like how you do it is what matters, not how somebody else does it. And the yeah. fact that you're running where you are right now. It doesn't matter where all the other people are. Everybody else that's registered for that race is they're doing their own race for their own reasons, for their own thing. Yeah. You got your own goals here. This is like phase one. And in coaching those kids, I mean, like the seven and eight year olds who don't like we started this podcast episode by talking about energy and mojo and like there is something mystical and magical about about being in touch with your body and doing a sport and people talk about it all the time this idea of flow and Mm -hmm. um sort of the creativity that comes from movement and like when you're on a team so our middle child played soccer also and she ended up on a really great team and they had some fantastic games that were just really Mm -hmm. fun to watch like yeah. Just good, solid, skill-based soccer. Yeah, like one nothing soccer. You know, yeah. Two to two one, three to two, like three to one, really close games. Like they, the kids just do They it. had one blowout where they just really, yeah. really beat but the other team. But most of the games were but, close. And yeah. Fun soccer to getting watch. Getting to watch kids do a thing that they love, mm-hmm. that they're pretty good at. Yeah. Like they're not all great, but they're finding their niche. Yep. And they're communicating and like – you getting to experience that moment of flow and energy is so great. And it's like, if you can, if that's what you can sort of imbue a sports experience with for young people, then you end up with kids who are in their late thirties, early forties, who are still excited to move their bodies and to run or play intramural sports or be on a rec team and or just be excited about things in general. It doesn't yeah. always have to be fitness related. I mean, like fitness is obviously we're we're pretty invested in fitness. We think it, we think it's certainly important. But whatever, like whatever your thing is, to find that excitement, to find that sense of like, because it's hard to. Put, I mean, think about when you were a little kid, like putting yourself out there and going out yep. and being the first day of practice when you might might not have known everybody. You know, and depending on what your situation was growing up, you might have been new to a town, new to an area, new to a sport, mm-hmm. or maybe you were that person who who played every year but wasn't very good, like me. Like, I played a lot of sports, but I wasn't super good at any of them. And, you know, like, we have a lot of athletic diversity in our family. We do. Like, we yep. have, I mean, we have, uh, our oldest daughter is, like, super artistic and musically inclined, and she has incredible leadership skills. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's not, like, super athletic. Tried all the sports. But man, she, oh yeah, she tried a lot of stuff, but just never really felt sports, you know, and did sports as recently as like in high school and just wasn't really her thing. We've got our middle child is very athletic, Mm -hmm. um, you know, gymnastics, cheerleading, soccer, all the sports and with varying degrees of like, yeah, some she's great. Some she's not very great. And so, but the fact that she enjoys them is what I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. And, you know, and, and, but she is, she's definitely the more athletic of the three, um, and it's funny, she's a, she's a very good soccer player. Yeah. She was an excellent gymnast. And, you know, but then ran cross country and track and was just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm here too. <laughs> you know? Like, and then she was fine with that. And I, I so respected that for her. But like, now she's trying cheer yeah. and is, like, loves it. Tr- tried out and made, had no cheer experience, tried out and made the team, yeah. which is great. Because, again, it's similar to gymnastics and it's team-based. Yeah. And, that and gymnastic then our, background definitely helped. And then our youngest, who's just kind of like, she's still in the early phases figuring right. out what her jam is going to be yeah loved soccer doesn't have a whole lot of natural talent 
Nobody but, does at seven. No. I guess maybe some do, but like some do. I don't think we can say for sure. Like, oh, she's you know. But we learned recently that she's really fast. She is fast. She's like, very fast. I think that might be a future topic yep. where we're going to talk about kids and running and exercise. But yeah, we had a funny experience recently where we were like, "Damn, Alice is fast!" Like she's. I've always known that she's quick. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, no, she's like legit fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and <laughs> and. It made Emily pretty mad. Yeah, and she, I mean, Alice loves being outside. And, she does. You know, yeah. it's like she's got her own. She's got some, I mean, that kid has got a brain between yeah. her ears. Right now, her jam is definitely science. You know, and and I, I, we're lucky in that regard that we have, we have three pretty smart kids. Yeah. Um, and they're all smart in different ways. Yes. You know, um, you know, but I forget, where, where were we? How did this start? I don't even know. What was the point we were We making? started talking about, like, running maladies and somehow. Well. Like, yeah, because we're on. We the talked. T- we talked. We still got. I got into like youth sports and the sort of yeah. like well, some of the more the, problematic areas with that. And one of those maladies is like from a very early age, we sort of teach kids like your best isn't always good enough, and I think that's that's rough. That's a rough well, lesson to learn. And being hyper competitive is just yeah. not really. I mean, some people, you know, let's not. Some people really thrive on that. We're yeah. We're coming up on. We just we we just got done watching the Olympic trials. You and I are really into the track and field events. Um, and I'm sorry, but those are some pretty hyper competitive people mm-hmm. and they're a lot of fun to watch, you know, um, to see people go out there and just dominate in their field or do something big, you know, like, and, and then the, the personal stories, like when Shakari Richardson qualified for the Olympics and then went up and, and hugged her grandmother. And Ugh. I mean, it was like that, that literally brought tears I to my know. eyes. And I keep coming back to this Shakari Richardson story cause it's in the news. And again, we're recording this in July of 2021. So I don't really, I mean, I know the outcome. I don't know how her story is going to turn out, obviously, but we do know that she's not going to be participating in the Olympics this year. And, you know, it, it so you, you just, it just makes you wonder though, like yeah. that individual, it, what, what, what premium do we place? Where, where does, where do our values lie? Because her thing was that she, you know, used marijuana in the wake of her mother's passing. She learned from a reporter, a person who she's never met or had a conversation with that her mother died and it's like and then there's a whole other sub conversation about you know fairness and and rules because i mean you know at the end of the day rules are rules and so i have this i have this internal dialogue like because i mean like rules are rules and the rules are broken and it's not like she didn't know the rules but then the other part of me is like i don't care like i don't care like i don't know anybody who got a lot faster because they smoked weed well (laughs) you know it's not exactly it's not a it's not exactly a booster a lot of southern states had Jim Crow rules. I know it's just it just I have a lot of I have a lot of complex feelings yeah. about the Shakari Richardson story. But at the end of the day, I want her to be on the Olympic team, and I'm sad that she's not because she's rad. And that's it. It it hurts my heart that that she's not. And you know what? I I I wish the best for her. But again, we we're sort of pointing back to these hyper competitive folks. It is it's it's not. I don't want to sit here and say that being competitive is a bad thing. It's not. But not everyone has that innate drive mm-hmm. to be the best and we shouldn't be taking people children or otherwise and saying to them hey it's kill or be killed out there you be the best or you're nothing yeah because what if they just haven't discovered their thing yet yeah like and what if they what if they're not the best at anything how many of us are the best at something i'm the best at nothing you know i mean like i'm not even the best at anything in this house i have a feeling that I'm the best at nagging people to pick up their laundry. Yeah, but people still don't pick it up. So are you? I'm the best at it. I didn't say I was effective at it. <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. All right, so let's wrap up. Do you have any other? Uh, do you have any other running maladies that I, you want to before we before we wrap things I up on don't. this episode? Did we hit everything on our? We did on our bullet points. I think so. Yeah, I guess I could look. Yeah, let's double check. All right, let's take a look here. So, all right, yeah, we did. We got a, the last thing. Oh, we no, we missed like most of them. Um, <laughs> so, the one thing I, I made a note about retail therapy. Like, does shopping make us feel better? Like, when my shoes had the bad mojo, was it the new shoes, or was it the act of shopping for and picking the replacement shoes that made me feel better? Go. Um, you have a a real ritual around shopping for shoes i do you there's a lot of research there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of frustration when i then go to the shoe store and i try on one or two pairs and i'm like yeah these are good well they always have the (laughs) shoes you want 
I never want know what shoes I want. I just we, sort of go and pick out what's there. We get to the store, and I'm always like, okay, I would like these shoes, and they never, ever. Ha- I always have to order my shoes. Yeah. And I mean, I wear a nine and a half. It's a pretty common size, yeah. and it's not like I mean, they never. And no matter what store I go to, they never have it. And Molly walks in there and is like, ah, yeah, these purple ones are fine. And they're like, oh yeah, we got those. Yep. Every time. I do a couple laps around the store. I'm like, yeah, these feel pretty good. And then, yeah. And then we leave and I'm frustrated. I got to order mine on Amazon and wait two whole days. Yeah. Or order Which, from Saucony.com. Do not make Ryan wait more than a minute <laughs> for the thing that he has purchased. I know. We we said in, the, in, in our last episode we had ordered a new Total Gym <laughs> and it's going to be here in like five days. And he is pissed. But I'm like, why? Fi- this is 2021. <laughs> Nothing should take five days. This is baloney. <laughs> I can't, I don't know, I, I just want to be able to go to a store and get the thing. Like, I'll drive, I'll go get yeah. it. Just have it somewhere. Things should be at places <laughs> where, where I can go get them. I don't like this nonsense. Everything's got to be sent to my house. I just want to be able to go get something. I know. I sound like I'm a thousand years too. old right now. I guess for me, like the retail therapy, it doesn't, every once in a while, that's real satisfying for yeah. me. But I... I don't know. We've said before, I'm a real fan of garbage. You I are. like to make do with what's around, and I get real satisfaction out of solving a problem that someone might throw money at. But then mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, here's this old piece of crap that I can connect to this other old piece of crap, and look, I've, I've fixed the problem. Um, so, but with running clothes, I think that is like the one thing running clothes and accessories that i will drop a little money on Mm -hmm. i was gonna call you out on that i was waiting because it's like you don't exactly run around in old running stuff you got no i will you take care to you i mean and you should i mean it's i mean running around in old stuff can get you hurt i mean like that's not no i'm i am careful about running shoes i want them to be and as I get older, it's more important. Like when I was younger, I would wear running shoes oh, yeah. for 300 to 350 miles yeah. and just like no tread left. 300 was mine. I, I would yeah. I would go between three and 350 and because that's what like people say. And I was like, well, but I'm a different runner. And by 300 miles, I mean, I literally feel yeah. every, every crack in the pavement I can feel through my shoes. Yeah. And for running clothes, I, you know, when I ran in high school, there wasn't a whole lot of technical fabric to be had Mm -hmm. like you just ran in a t-shirt and shorts yeah and i remember the first time i was probably in my mid to late 20s when i got my first like technical running shirt and i was like this is witchcraft right is this is magical and i see i don't like it i would so much rather run i run in gym shorts and a t-shirt well and now i've kind of made the full circle I also hate to run with sleeves unless they're long sleeves. Like I can't do short sleeves. You are you are very it's much a tank top you or are long sleeve. No sleeves or full sleeves. Yeah. I've got no. like I'm weird about it. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, there's a little bit of like satisfaction to be had in retail therapy. It can it can help banish some of the bad mojo. Yeah. If you've got like a nice new pair of shorts or well, especially or if, if that's if you've got an article of clothing because I have had runs like really crappy runs and i'm like well i can never wear this shirt again oh for sure yeah <laughs> this shirt is I mean, clearly cursed everybody does that right they yeah. go to work they have a really bad day and they're like well i'm never wearing this shirt to work again oh yeah yeah and, right or no are we just crazy is no that, no that i well because you hear about it in sports all the time all right let's wrap up with the last thing what's the last pizza thing? because again we said this yes. is like so our theme for the season was shorter podcasts and we've just and we cannot seem to do it no so i don't care though like, I don't care. I think we're engaging. I think we're delightful and humorous. <laughs> we're humorousness. So the last topic was pizza. And what about it? I don't That remember. it's amazing. Yeah. I think we've wrapped up the last podcast. Is pizza effective pizza. at curing the running blues? Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? You have a bad run, or if you're in a funk, get yourself some pizza and try again. It's got carbs. It's got salt. It's got... Protein. Ch- cheese and salt. Yes. Eat pizza. Yes. The Alternatively. Answer- yes. Pizza. Alternatively, did you have a really good run? Then reward yourself reward with pizza. Reward yourself with pizza. Basically, pizza. Or tacos. Tacos are good. I uh, pizza's routinely, tips, though. I tips. Ru- <laughs> Tops. <laughs> Tops. I routinely go back and forth debating whether tacos are my favorite food or pizza is my favorite food. Taco pizza. I Yes, or pizza tacos. I make a mean taco pizza. You do. You also make really good... 
pizza tacos. I think what we should do is wrap this up, go have some tacos. Yes. Top it off some pizza. Mm-hmm. 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 And then flush it down with some ice cream. Oh, man. I knew I married you for a reason. Right? He right. asked, and I said yes. <laughs> because of pizza, tacos, and ice cream. Yes. <laughs> unlimited supply. <laughs> Well, we're going to wrap things up. So again, don't forget. We're always going to mention it. Don't forget to visit our uh, Instagram. Uh, follow us at our at RM Radio Now. And uh, be sure to check out our website to uh, see our links for Patreon and GoFundMe to help us raise money for the 261 Fearless Foundation. That's rmradionow.aus for Australia. you got to quit this. No, it's This, not, this it's running gag. This running it's, gag you have. It's you, com. Like... <laughs> We actually want people. Do you want to run Boston or not? We got to get people to the website. So, For the next podcast, I'm just going to pull up like the GoDaddy website and just read off all of the oh dots. Oh my God, I can't handle this. <laughs> you know, because what's going to happen is you're going to be like, we didn't make our funding goal. And we're like, gee, I wonder why. Dot fizz. Because no one, people That's not even for, a real one. I just made it up. We're looking for our dot fizz website. Jeez. All right. So, uh, trademark. Don't take dot fizz. That's mine. I you made said it. it out. Like, you can't just say a trademark. Trademark. That's not how it works. TM. That is so not how it works. I don't know how it works, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> it's like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. You just can't like, you don't just say trademark and then have the thing. Wouldn't that be wild if I was wrong? If that's all it took. I'm going to look it up. You know, I'm going to look it up as soon as we get off the, off the horn here. If you were like flying airplane or wait, no flying car. <laughs> we have to stop all right so we have to stop go to instagram at rm radio now visit our website rmradionow.com check there's a link for patreon and gofundme where you can help us raise money for Catherine Schweitzer's 261 foundation it helps empower and it helps empower and educate women across the globe <laughs> and will help us achieve our ultimate goal of getting molly to the 2023 boston marathon i'm gonna take a flying airplane to get there <laughs> trademark as always thank you so much for listening to the fun run we will see you next time on <laughs> the fun run, the fun run.